views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so, so great to be tuning in and turning you all on as we love to do. And boy, I'll tell you, it's uh, an extraordinary journey, extraordinary life. And, you know, I am so fascinated by, you know, what happens when spirit touches, uh, touches us on the shoulders? You know, where do we go? What do we do? You know, today's show is, you know, I'm so excited to have my friend and colleague Guy Finley joining me here today. For those of you out there, it is a special, special show. Um, It is two hours of conversation, and we would love to invite all of you to join us today. And the reason that, you know, Guy and I do this from time to time is because, you know, something something gets underneath our our saddle a little bit and at least that's true for me I'll speak for myself and you know all of a sudden an idea comes to the forefront so now from that idea comes to an action and then from that action comes to a point of service that we all get to step into and and say yes to and I'm fascinated right now with how many places this is actually happening. You know, how many times in a lifetime do we get the opportunity to say yes to something that is in service of other people? And so uh, today, it's just one of those things that I think is a blessing, an amazing point of gratitude for me that I get to have today's conversation with, uh, you know, someone that knows quite a bit about how to be of service in the world. You know, I want to just say to folks, um, if you've not ever listened to any of the recordings that Guy has done, if you've never picked up a Guy Finley book, um, I would say this is the one you probably want to get your hands on. But every time I say that, then Guy writes another book, and I say the same thing about that book. But today, it's more about what the conversation can come to mean for you. You know, the book, of course, is called The Secret of Your Immortal Self, Key Lessons for Realizing the Divinity Within. This is such a prominent and important message in the world we live in today. You know, many of you saw the posting that we did around this month being Lyme Disease Awareness Month. And for many of you, you know how how we have been active in this arena for quite some time, long before 
it hit the headlines around celebrities that have chronic Lyme. Uh, but for the most part, for people that were crying out and asking for, you know, recognition and help for this disease. And today's show, you know, is about what do we do when we cry out for, for help, when we cry out and we ask something on the outside to help us? What roads do we get to go down that are either going to get us to where we want to be or not? For those of you out there, you know Guy is the director of the Life of Learning Foundation. He's a phenomenal speaker, radio, television, best-selling author, um, all of which come into play as his line of service in this world. So today, we get to talk about the secret of your immortal self. What are the lessons that we're longing for? What do we what do we strive to experience in this life? And and how can we ask and invite all of you to join in on the conversation? Certainly 1-800-930-2819 is our toll-free call in throughout these 2 hours. 2 hours today. And for those of you that cannot call in, you can go to the drpatshow.com and right at the top, type your questions in and we will get them on air. Guy, it's so great to have you on the show. It's great to be able to be chatting with you. I know that you and I get pretty passionate from time to time, don't you think? (laughs) Well, that's what makes the conversation fun. You know, it does make the conversation, um, you know, fun for me and inspiring for so many. Um, what I want to just kind of jump out with the conversation I don't think we had the first time we talked about this. You know, when we talk about the secret of your immortal self, it is beyond it being a mouthful, it is more a mindful of what's possible in this life. But what do we need to get to to even believe that we have or are an immortal self? Well, there's no question that that your question could take us down any one of, (laughs) you know, like 50 different roads. (laughs) But we can start with a couple things to sort of set a basis for uh, our conversation and to invite people in because... Some of the things that we talk about and the honesty that it requires to uh, admit to certain facts about our present level of development, not our possibilities, but our present level of development, uh, are a little challenging that we can get people involved. Mm -hmm. I would just add right at the top that we are a a strange race of, of beings at this point. Because how many of us want to admit in any way whatsoever that we're ever wrong or have, you know, not seen the picture? Mm. And, and yet the fact is, and it, it, it can't be argued, the only way in which we grow in a meaningful way, I'm not talking about, you know, fiscally, I'm not talking about physically, but even there it applies, is by recognizing limitation. If we don't become conscious of where we're limited in our relationships with others, in our ability to understand our own karma, our own circumstances. If we're not willing to meet that, we will never outgrow the consciousness that has produced those conditions. So one of the first 
absolute necessary steps is honesty. Mm. And <clears throat> to the point, you know I like stories. You know I yeah. love to tell stories. Yeah. So let me tell you a, let me tell you a quick story to sure. set the stage for this. So here's a <clears throat> a man and he's visiting a third world country as part of an eco tour. And they've split up from each other and he's wandering down a road, dirt road, where most of the traffic is coming toward him as he walks deeper into the uh, the reserve area. And the people and conditions are that uh, apparently everybody's walking towards an open-air market, which he knows is a village just half a mile from where he, they were camped. And as all the people are walking, we've, we've either been in places like that or seen documentaries, you know, here comes a, uh, a person and they've got a sugar cane loaded on their shoulders. Here's a, a man walking with four chickens in his hands. And our, our, the man in our story, he rounds the corner and then he, he's absolutely aghast. He looks up and he, he can't believe his eyes. And what he sees is that there is a, uh, a donkey and it is riding a man. And he befuddled. How, how, how is it possible that a donkey could be riding a man on the way to market and the man's pulling a small cart behind him uh, loaded with pineapples? <laughs> and not being able to speak the language, he runs over and asks someone, do you know, do you speak, can you? Yeah, and he said, well, what, what's going, would you ask that man, why is he, uh, why does he have a donkey on his back while he's pulling the cart with the pineapples? And the translator goes over, comes back and, he looks pretty shocked from what he heard, and he says, well, he said, the man said that that's the only way he can get his donkey to go to market with him. You know, one of the things that I think is so interesting about, you know, what these conversations do is it gets us to take a look at things we would never thought that we'd never think about yeah. looking at. Yeah. It, I mean, it really does. What's wrong with that story? <laughs> I mean, does the does the man ride the mule, or does the mule ride the man? Right. It, it's a ludicrous question because, right. you know, by creation itself, and I'm not talking about cruelty, I'm not talking mm -hmm. about harming animals, I'm talking about using them for the proper purposes. We are supposed to ride the mule. Translation, spiritually, we are supposed to be in charge of our negative states. Mm-hmm of our animalistic urges. We're not supposed to be ridden, saddled, let alone bring along what it says we need. So the first step in understanding why it is and what it is that's absolutely necessary before we can even begin to talk about what is immortal in us is recognizing that we presently are saddled by a level of consciousness that doesn't know anything about itself. But, and this is what's critical here, and why I told the story, mm -hmm. if I'm able to recognize that fact, that I said I'm going to the office today, and uh, that person that's been you know, pushing my buttons all this time today, I, I'm just not going to let them push my button, and then I get there, and uh, they hit the button, and I go off. That means that while I may have the best intentions, my level of development is such that I am still saddled by these reactions and they take me where they want to go for their purposes. 
if I'm able to see that, I have a chance to transcend that nature. Mm. If I'm unable to see it, meaning I justify myself endlessly for being angry or cruel or selfish, for blaming others or blaming others, if I do that, then it is, the, it is that lower nature hiding itself, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. So this this is the first thing to understand. Mm. Now, and the next thing to understand, if I should, uh, how where are we on our time? Yeah, so, uh, I, let's take a short break. You right. know, when we come back, let's talk about that as well. Yeah, we'll for those pick up the you, second part. Yeah, for those of you just tuning in, we have a great show. Two hours of this, part one and part two. You know, we're going to talk about how do we know that false inner guide from the one you know, the one, the true one. And, you know, this is a conversation for all of us that have really gone down the road uh, as one of my one of my old faculty members used to say, you know, imposter theory may or may not be a theory. You know, it's up to us to figure that part out. But today, thank goodness, we have Guy Finley joining us here today. You know, the idea of a secret, secret, that secret of our mortal selves the notion of that opens up a whole world of possibilities. So today's show, we're going to take a look at, you know, these ways to know not just the false inner guide, but how do we know that one so we can pinpoint that true one? And beyond all of this, what do we know or not know about fear? And how often does it take us down a pathway where not only are we not the man, on the mule we're not the mule on the man but we're that stuff that both the you the mule and the man gets to walk on from time to time in life let's take a short break everyone we'll be right back Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Would you like to be a question with anything that comes up in your body or mind? Would you like to become totally aware and begin to function as the conscious being you truly are? Join Access Certified Facilitator Glenna Rice every month for a live teleclass where you can ask all of your questions and learn to create change in any aspect of your life. Visit GlennaRice.com today to learn more and don't miss the next call. Join the questionable conversation today at GlennaRice.com. Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers with Artie Hoffman, as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. 
How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. month listen to live more radio with co-host ali katz join ali and dr pat as ali introduces new ways to bring balance back to your life through meditation sleep and exercise techniques so you can live your truly authentic life stress less live more to learn more about ali visit a-t-o-z-e-n meditation.com naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie Deleuze at info at ronniedeleuzeonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie Deleuze, your partner in wellness. Okay. Where you go and what you looking for? You know those boys don't wanna play no more with you. It's true. Wow. Hey everybody, it's so great to have Guy Finley joining me here today. You know, I mean, part of this is I feel so blessed to be able to have these conversations with Guy, but also, you know, when I pick up a book like the one that I have, The Secret of Your Immortal Self, when I take a look at that book, and we're going to we're going to really talk about quite a few of these things in here. Um, and, and some that I didn't catch first time around. But for those of you out there that would love to purchase the book and receive the free downloads that come with it, um, you can go to guyfinley.org and then forward slash the word immortal. Uh, guyfinley.org forward slash the word immortal, I-M-M-O-R-T-A-L. Get the book and get the downloads. And this is some really incredible, incredible offerings for folks out there. Um, you know, there's a recording of a two-hour webinar. And boy, if you've never heard Guy, you know, c- come out full force. This is, you know, this is him at his best other than today, of course. Uh, but there's so many things that, you know, he has been able to provide everyone with. And it's just beautiful. It's beautiful to be able to have him on the show and also to talk about the power of this. There's a there's a part two to what you were saying. And we're going we're gonna to go through quite a bit of information because this is two hours. And like I said before, if you have questions along the way, 1-800-930-2819 or you can go to the Dr. Pat Show or TransformationTalkRadio.com and on the right-hand side, just type your question in. Um, and Guy, thank you so much for the generous offerings. And, uh, you know, I, I just know that uh, part of this connection that we all have is so much bigger than anything that we could describe. But I'm so eager to know about part two to that uh, tidbit. <clears throat> all right, so we left off with everybody understands without having to think about it that the mule doesn't ride the man or the woman, Mm -hmm. meaning that 
we're not meant to be dominated by our reactions, uh, positive or negative. We're not meant to be dominated by anything, but rather to be in a place where we're able to use whatever it is that appears within us in any given moment. So that's the first important idea. We are created with the capacity to turn any event at any given moment into a kind of process of revelation, a way in which we are involved in the unfolding of the moment in such a way that we are enriched by what unfolds in that moment. So mm -hmm. I want to start this part by saying no one is judging anyone. Mm -hmm. We are not, uh, by any stretch of the imagination, uh, saying you should be a certain way. All of us, no exception, have these uh, mules, have these tendencies, whether it's to uh, feel inadequate, to drop into a depression at the drop of a hat, to feel fear because something seems to threaten our security. There isn't a single human being who is not rife with these uh, different states. Now, the key here is to recognize that as, as a human being, we are uh, made to be able to take these states and turn them into substance and turn them into something substantial. And here's where we're going with this. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we all do the best we can. Mm -hmm. But the best we can is not the best we can be. Mm. We all do the best we can, but the best we can is not the best we can be. The best we can be is born when we start to recognize, if you will, that at any given moment we are all attracted to whatever it is that just catches our attention. Uh, I'm attracted, I, I love nature, I go for walks. Uh, I love art, I go to a museum. Mm -hmm. I love science, I read a science book. I'm attracted to the things that I'm attracted to because in that relationship that I am attracted to, I am shown parts of myself that I would never otherwise know about. I stand outside with the deer on my property and I see how hardwired they are, the smallest noise, uh, and their ears are up and they're you know, pronging away. And, and you can, in the presence of a creature like that, you can experience a natural strength, a natural tension that you would never know existed in you if you weren't in relationship with that creature in the moment. Same with looking at a beautiful tree, a mountaintop, uh, the way the grass moves when the wind blows through it. These are relationships that produce revelation. The revelation is the realization of a quality or a character in myself I didn't know before. You following me, Dr. Pat? Yeah. All right. Now, yeah, I got it. Now, the beauty of that is that when things are beautiful, we're all on board with realizing these timeless, loving, flowing, open parts of ourselves. But when we run into moments that are unwanted, the wind blows the wrong way, so to speak, there is 
something in us that summarily rejects the same lesson that we were willing to receive about love and kindness. Something in us rejects the revelation that there is a nature within us that resists the moment, that gets angry over an event. So Mm -hmm. on one hand, uh, something accepts what is good and beautiful and then says, no, that's not what I'm supposed to be or do. But to the point of this part two is that there is no such thing as a bad revelation about ourselves. Yeah. And the key to that understanding is that revelation about a part of ourself is not the condemnation of that part of ourself. We are the one that does that by rejecting the revelation. Mm -hmm. The revelation serves the point and the purpose of helping us realize that there is still a limitation in our consciousness that we are not aware of until the moment makes it possible for us to see it. Yeah, and you know, what we're talking about, too, is when we're in that space, you know, when we're in that moment where, this is one of my favorite words, and I love this word. People say, you're out of your mind, Pat. Mm. You've just lost your mind. I love the word blame. I love the word blame. And someone said to me, why do you love the word blame? I said, because it is one of the most precise ways I've, I've experienced for figuring out what's going on with me. And they said, we don't get it. Uh, you know, we don't get it. But I think this is what you're talking about. Because if I can take a look at the, f- the, the number of fingers that I'm pointing at some other person, some other place, and some other thing, to conjure up some rationale, some story, some excuse for a thing that done done me wrong, whatever that is, right? If I could do what you're just, you know, what you've just said, guy, if I, if I can really, you know, hold up for a minute and see what's being revealed, Yes, without we, we, an emotional yes. response, yes. without going crazy about the last play in the Super Bowl game and who did it or didn't do it or why did it happen or why did you throw it or not throw it? Some people are still getting drunk over that play. I was say, do you have a big bet on that game, Pat? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, that's, look, this is, this is, we are, our present level of understanding which is basically a social, cultural, and religious set of conditions, has us convinced that we are never supposed to see anything that is limited in us, let alone how we are prone to punishing others or ourselves for things that happen we don't want. Mm -hmm. That proclivity to point the finger at something outside of us for our pain is being pointed at by our pain. Mm. So pain Mm. points at someone. Now look, are we saying that others don't do us wrong or that there isn't evil in the world? No, we're not saying that. But we're saying that when we blame the hatred or anger or fear that we feel on a condition outside of ourselves, we are letting the mule ride us. Yeah. 
There's no question. So, so to put it to put it briefly before we go to break, what I hear you saying is, I am the bane of my pain. That's right. I am the bane of my pain. <clears throat> Let's take a short break, everyone. Boy, I'll tell you. You know, you can get to look at that and think to yourself, how do I even grasp that? How do I even grasp that? Well, that's what today's show is about. You know, we're going to talk about, you know, ways. Guy's going to share with us ways that will not only just help us understand when we're in the moment of this thing, this limited thing that we call ourselves, but what to do about it. You know, do we have to settle for being the bane of our own pain? Or can we do something different? You know, can we take this to a place where we get to be the absolute recipients of the glory of the reign of the pain that will bring us down the lane to the fame we want that's called us. Stay tuned, everyone. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Are you feeling stressed, in pain, disconnected, worried about aging? Corrective alignment and integration therapy restores health. Move your body, which frees your mind and elevates your spirit. BodyWise Bodywork LLC provides the tools you need to create the change you've been waiting for. Start living a fully present and integrated life. Book your 15-minute consultation online at www.bodywisebodywork.com. BodyWise Bodywork LLC, because it's the only body you've got. In retirement, will you have enough money to live life on your terms? Everyone has retirement questions. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Jeff Packman about the new Confident Retirement Approach. You and Jeff can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. In fact, 93% of clients who've had the Confident Retirement Approach conversation feel more confident about their retirement. Call Jeff Packman Financial Advisor at 425-453-0272 for your Confident Retirement conversation today. Office is located at 601 108th Avenue Northeast Suite 1800 Bellevue, Washington 98004. Percentage based on Ameriprise Financial Confident Retirement Client Survey as of December 2013. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated. A registered investment advisor, Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. Years ago, when facing cancer, without any immediate treatment options, I sought healing by making various life changes. For a while, I followed a very restrictive diet. I often found myself obsessing about which foods were good and which ones were bad. Then one day, I realized I was consuming foods based on fear. Fear of not getting well. But I didn't want to make choices out of fear anymore. I decided it was far better for my immune system if I allowed myself to experience the joy that came from, say, eating frozen yogurt, than it was for me to ingest the fear that came from avoiding it. Now, instead of choosing healthy habits based on fear, I try to make choices because they feel right and ultimately bring me joy and ease. How many of your healthy habits are really based on fear? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. 
Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Late at night, I lose my focus late at night. I'm calling out for you, it can't be right. I got no focus, I hope you notice the chemistry. Hey, everybody, welcome back. You know, welcome back to the show. For more information about us, go to the drpatshow.com or transformationtalkradio.com. And thank you guys for all of your suggestions. We are tweaking the new design, the new websites. We've got some very, very cool things coming your way. Um, and we appreciate all of your comments. As I said before, you know, my very special co-host today, Guy Finley, joining me here today. Of course, those of you know him as best-selling author, but much more than that. You know, this particular book, The Secret of Your Immortal Self, Key Lessons for Realizing the Divinity Within, I think it's one of the most powerful lessons of our time. And, you know, and why do I say that? Because I've spent a large part of my adult life looking on the outside for things. And I'll tell you, that really has not gotten me to where I thought I wanted to go. Uh, but this is a bigger conversation for all of you out there. Go to guyfinley.org forward slash immortal, get a copy of the book, and you can get all of the amazing, free, inspirational gifts that come along with that. We're going to be talking part one and part two today. So the conversation looks at this idea of a false inner guide. And I will tell you, Guy, I have been down that pathway of that false inner guide more than I would even like to imagine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, and, and so convinced. I mean, if you and I would have been standing on the corner and I would have been talking to you all about this false inner guide, which, of course, you would know was a false inner guide, but I didn't. And I'm saying, God, this I'm telling you, I swear, this is the truth. This is it. This is the way it is. This is the way it's going to be. This is what I can do. This is what you can do. And and I know you'd be just smiling at me, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, you know, there's a there's so many interesting and important contradictions that once we start becoming aware of them, change everything. Yeah. So let's wrap up part one and yeah. two. Yeah. And I'll do it briefly, and then we can start talking about these contradictions. Yeah. And how our awareness of them changes the consciousness that is expressing the contradictions. So first, we said that lessons ride in on the back of events. That here comes a moment, and it brings with it something that stirs in me a quality or character I didn't know was there the moment before. So that that moment produces the revelation of an aspect of my nature that maybe served me up to that point. Maybe I grew up in a family where everybody bullied me. And the only thing I knew to do to stand up for myself was to be ready to fight. So I, I, I met life with a chip on my shoulder. And then one day, 
I'm sitting there, and somebody says something to me. My wife, my husband, my, might be might be the ice cream truck guy. And for some reason, I suddenly realize that up comes this aggressiveness, and I see, you know what? That's out of place here. This part of my nature that I needed up until now is no longer useful to me. And the moment of that revelation of seeing that part of me that immediately fights, I am essentially released from that depth and strength of identification that was there before. Now, if we know what this feels like, and most of us should, where we suddenly see that what I thought was a strength was actually a limitation. Because if I meet everything with that aggression, what are my possibilities? But if I start to recognize that there is a certain strength that can be used, but the aggressive part that wants to fight or push people away that challenge an idea I have of myself, then I'm dead in the water. Mm. So we've got the revelation that produces the understanding that this thing I've outgrown, I know anger, fear, worry, these states don't serve me anymore, they're limitations. I am released from the former identification with them, and in the moment of that release, I realize, you know what? I didn't need that. I mm. never needed it, but I can see that something in me did. So for the first time, Pat, the individual realizes, let's say in an enabling relationship, I thought I had to enable him. I thought I had to loan her money. Why? Because my image was such that that's what a good person does. My, my sense of self was such that that's what it means to be loving, to go ahead and do this and throw my life away so someone can continue to destroy theirs. And then one day, a certain revelation comes. The release comes from that part of ourself where we're identified because we see this doesn't work, it doesn't serve me, and in fact, it's hurting the other. Mm. In that same moment, we realize we always knew that truth. Right. It was always within us, and now we are connected to it. And that part of ourselves, of our consciousness, that we see in that moment was always there and always true, is what is immortal in us. It belongs to a level of consciousness that is not conditioned by social values or culture, that is not made out of anything other than something that is timeless and has conscience, is the essence of love. So here mm -hmm. we have the fulfillment of the three parts we talked about. One, where we see, you know what, I'm not meant to be ridden by these reactions. These negative states are no good for me or anyone. Mm -hmm. Part two, we start to realize, well, the reason that I'm being shown these things isn't so that I can hate myself or blame others, but so that I can begin to realize that I came into this moment with this character that I was unconscious of, and now that character has been made conscious. Will I accept the integration? And if I accept the revelation, then the integration takes place. I am released from that level of my consciousness that I always took, as you said, to be indutable. Mm. And here I am, literally reborn in that moment into a new order of understanding that can no longer hurt anyone or myself in the same way. 
You know, one of the things that uh, that I said a couple of a uh, couple of years ago, and I, in just a brief conversation, I said, you know, once you have an experience, you can never have the same experience again. If and you have someone a, said, a real experience, yes. Yeah, and someone said to me, "Oh, that's not true." And I thought, well, well, okay, well, it's true for me because I'm forever changed. Yeah, but see, uh, but, but right? that, the diff- that, but the difference is, is the difference is there is the completion of a moment, mm. and then there is not learning the lesson in the moment, <laughs> so that it has to be repeated. The full yes. experience of revelation is the release from the nature that was revealed. The incomplete experience of a revelation is to blame a condition for what was revealed, and instead of being released from that self, enter into a cycle where it will reincarnate, and the lesson will have to be met again. So there's a very distinct difference between those two states. Oh, I love this. I love what you're talking about, because let's let's go with this for a minute. You know... Um, when when I hear you speak about this, I am like struck right between the eyes and thinking about, I can think about multiple times where, you, you know, this was so true for me. Now, yeah. how do I remember that? Because the lesson didn't come back in the same way. Right. And this is my experience. It came back exponentially stronger. Yes. For me. Exponentially stronger. And it's like, well, wait a minute. You know, maybe when I got brushed by the feather, I could have paid attention right there and not have to get hit by a two by four. And the question I want to ask you is this, though. You know, is this part of the cycle we get into for ourselves, Guy? Is this because we don't really believe that we have an eternal right to be free? Or is this because... uh, facing ourselves and asking what is the lesson for me is something we haven't learned or maybe there's another reason because I'll tell you I I tried to think for myself a a very couple very specific experiences you know what was it about that that I kept calling this thing back into play was it because I didn't know what was it I'd love to hear for I'd love to hear what what you think about that what you've discovered well first and to throw something maybe a little mm. shocking on the table. Mm. Uh, in, in, in the true aspirant's life, meaning in a man or a woman who really wants to be free, mm. belief plays no part. Belief is a way in which one part of us comforts another part of us. When we see something, we don't need to believe in it, do we? If I see at once that there's something in me that can be brought into an instant state of anger, and I see at the same moment that that anger is a limitation and that it harms me and everyone around me with its radiation, Mm -hmm. do I need to believe in love? Or do I die to that level of myself, which is the act of love born out of seeing myself, as I am. I I honestly think that uh, I I actually think believing is overrated, it, and it's, it, it's, at least it, in my life it, it is. It's a, it's a it's a way in which we hold an image of something that we wish or want, and in the image 
that the mind has created through imagination, that image is imbued with pleasing, pleasant, flattering sensations. The pleasing and pleasant, flattering sensations are flattened every moment that comes along that proves that the self that believes in love is not the same thing as love of self. So that those moments where we encounter conditions that shatter what we say we believe in are there to bring us to a level of being where we don't need to believe in what is loving and good and true because we are sharing its life in that moment. It's right out of Scripture in the Old Testament. Right. Who hopes for things seen? Our hopes must be in things unseen. Mm -hmm. And in the New Testament, where they use the word, if you believe, when they use that word, in the original Aramaic, in the Aramaic, it is not the idea of you apart from something and holding on to it. It is the same as being integrated with that thing, with that light, with Christ, for those who are Christian-oriented. Mm-hmm. Not believing in what is loving, but being part of what is loving. Because if we can reach the point where we start to recognize that so much of our depression and anger and fear in life is born out of moments when our belief is challenged. Well, strength can't be challenged. It can be shown that it can be made greater. Love can't be challenged. It can be shown where it misses the mark. But because love and strength are timeless qualities and characteristics, they are not afraid of moments in which we see where our relationship to them is limited. Rather, we are invited and enjoined in that moment to release ourselves from the limitation that we went into the moment with, so that we become more fully the instrument of faith, of hope, and love. You know, what's interesting about this is, and I'll just share this this really quickly with you, and you talk about it in the book. You talk about uh, walk through any fearful moment. And I was visiting with someone yesterday, and they have a little dog. And the little dog, it's the cutest little dog, white little dog, doesn't shed, doesn't do any of that. But the dog needed to be brushed, okay? Honestly, you know, dog could use a little brushing. And they were talking about the dog could use a little brushing. Brush the dog, brush the dog. And so I don't have an experience of brushing the dog guy, right? I I love dogs, you know? It doesn't matter to me. And I pick this little dog up and I get the brush and, you know, and I'm brushing the dog. And, you know, both of them are looking at me like, what did you do? And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm holding the dog over here and I'm brushing the dog. You said the dog, you know, could use a little brush and I'm brushing the dog. They said, the dog never likes to get brushed. And I said, what? Your dog never likes to get brushed. The dog will, you know, she will not let us brush her. She's jumping around and she's doing this and she's doing that. And, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, and I, I look, just looked at them and I said, you know what, you guys got to be talking about a different dog. But isn't that what we're talking about in life? Well, in, right? in, in part we are. That's a regular, I don't know, what's the guy named Caesar, the, the dog whisperer? Oh, Caesar, yeah. The, yeah. yeah, that's right. The, the so dog all, all that happened in that moment is you did not meet the animal, its nature, with any predetermined uh, uh, ideas about it, and therefore it didn't resist you. 
you know, we, we want to blame the animal for its behavior. When the, when the fact is that animals mostly, you know, uh, dogs and cats, they, they reflect our nature to us. And we don't like that lesson. I didn't. I had a dog that would not go by a male dog. When I was in my teens, mm-hmm. I had a dog that would not go by another male dog without fighting. And, it, and I used to get so angry at that, my dog. And then one day I realized in the middle of my anger towards the dog, that the reason the dog was so angry is because I was so angry, and I didn't know it. Well, I mean, isn't this what we're talking about today? I mean, the reason I was sharing that story is that, you know, I love looking at my life, and somebody asked me, what has been the key to your, what do you think, Pat, has been the key to your success? Because they've heard me talk about my own personal journey. You know, my mother's suicide, being homeless, and I said, ignorance. And, you know, that was one of the most shocking answers that ever got said on the, on the airways to some people. And I said, no, it's ignorance. And, 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 and here's why I said that guy is because I love not having ideas about things when it comes to having a vision or a dream. And, you know, had I, somebody said to me, you know, what would you have done differently in life around A, B, C, or D? You know, I don't know that I would have, but there's such a sense of freedom from being in a place of not knowing or not thinking you know. Yeah, I think those are the, but not knowing is a, a maybe a better word than, you know, words are so charged. We think of I ignorance. know they are. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but, but just that, not knowing. You know, not this knowing. Is what, this is what, is a phenomena. You, you, you are. People say, "Well, I'm afraid of the unknown." Mm-hmm. No, you are not afraid of the unknown. That's impossible. <laughs> you are afraid of the known, which means you are afraid of yourself, because what you say you know is part of your consciousness, and that same consciousness that says it knows what's going to happen or should by its very placement, then begins to fear what it imagines will happen. So the idea of being afraid of the unknown, nonsense. To see that what I fear is what my mind imagines is the beginning of divorcing myself from that level of myself and being able to proceed in the face of a fear, because as I like to say, the feel is real, but the why is a lie. One of the things that I, I loved about what you talk about in the book, especially around walk through any fearful moment, is, you know, the unshakable, let me just call it, the unshakable, cool, calm, and collected aspect of the inner guidance, the inner guide. Yeah. Uh, I, just cool, so cool, so smooth. You know, I'm just looking at, you know, this inner guide with sunglasses on. You know what I'm saying? Well, look, just very, very cool. <laughs> Here's the thing. The more we start to wake up a little bit mm-hmm. and realize every moment exists for the sole purpose of educating me about my nature. That's literally the purpose of the moments of our life. Not, as Christ said, to uh, gain the whole world but rather to use the moments in our life to see that something 
is active in a way I cannot imagine bringing me these lessons so that I can be released from limitations, including fear. If I really see the truth of that, Pat, that means that everything that happens happens for the good of me. And if I really understand that, fear is gone. Not that I won't have a reaction, right? but that I can see the reaction coming from the mule, and I don't let the mule ride me. <laughs> I realize, okay, I'm having the reaction, but I have had enough experience in the true sense of the word to realize that the, the crisis is actually a gift if I will accept the revelation of the consciousness that has attracted it to itself, I can be free of it and move up and along the line of my own interior development into this immortal nature. Mm. Well, this is really part of what we're talking about today. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with Guy Finley. You know, what do you think about the idea, all of you listening? What do you think about this idea that we are all created to change? What do you think about that? And if we are all created to change, then how up close and personable do we really need to be with that true inner guide? You know, the superhero of our eternal selves. Well, maybe the superhero of our immortal selves. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Guy is going to talk with us about this inner guide, what comes into play, and ask yourself this question, are you really charged up for change, or do you need to swap out a few batteries or so? Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back. Guy Finley will be right back with us. Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life. Each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. 
Would you like to be a question with anything that comes up in your body or mind? Would you like to become totally aware and begin to function as the conscious being you truly are? Join Access Certified Facilitator Glenna Rice every month for a live teleclass where you can ask all of your questions and learn to create change in any aspect of your life. Visit GlennaRice.com today to learn more and don't miss the next call. Join the questionable conversation today at GlennaRice.com. Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers with Artie Hoffman, as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Each month, listen to Live More Radio with co-host Allie Katz. Join Allie and Dr. Pat as Allie introduces new ways to bring balance back to your life through meditation, sleep, and exercise techniques so you can live your truly authentic life. Stress less. Live more. To learn more about Allie, visit A-T-O-Z-E-N-Meditation.com. Naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie Deleuze at info at ronniedeleuzeonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie Deleuze, your partner in wellness. 